Well, hello. Welcome to the third in the row science podcast on the Winter Olympics with me, Mr. Short, and Mr. Atkinson. Hi, folks. So, we've we've pretty much covered the ice events, apart from figure skating, actually. Yeah, we should really. Yeah, we should. <laughs> it's one of the more popular ones. Yeah, uh, we we did we finished with bobsleigh, I think, um, and flying down the track uh, at vast speeds. So, figure skating. Very interesting because the, the blades on uh, figure skates are totally different to either of the other two because they actually have a little pick on the end of them at the front of the skate. So obviously in figure skating there's lots of jumps, all that kind of thing and uh, you know you don't really jump off of a blade that's smooth as yeah. such. You need something to kind of push off of and yeah. then also land onto. Yeah. Uh, so at the front of an ice skate or a, a figure skate, they have a little pick that they dig into the ice, it's like they dig their toes in, and then that's what they use to push off the to ice. To keep a big grip. Exactly. And also to land, so when they land, they plant the toe down, they then plant their heel down, then they swing their other leg around, and that carry that imparts the momentum from the rotational momentum to linear and then off they go. All conservation momentum to keep exactly. it moving. Because so, obviously you couldn't do that kind of jump if you were landing on the ground, perhaps solid ground. It would be very, very difficult. There was a guy, I can't remember his name now, he was a Canadian guy. I think he was a former figure skater. Uh, I want to say Brian something. There was a battle of the Brian's between a Canadian and an American. But uh, he, as a kind of novelty sort of extra little thing that he would do, a party piece, he would do a figure skating routine on hockey skates. And obviously I had to change it because some of the elements you just cannot uh -huh. do because the blades are different. That does remind me that I think I've had this misconception before because I thought ice hockey blades would have that, um, the kind of ridge at the front of the skates, but they don't, do they? They, nope. put off, they push off straight from the side of the blade. Yeah. Uh, Hockey, so skating is asymmetrical, the friction is asymmetrical, so you dig in if you push to the sides, yeah. but you glide very easily going forward. So in order to move, that's why like, when you watch them, they almost run at the start. Yeah. In fact, hockey players do kind yeah. of run on the ice to get moving, and they just they push to the side. So when you watch them, especially when they get up to top speed, yeah. their legs practically move at 90 degrees. Yeah. You know, because they're just they need to push sideways to get that force imparted onto the ice. Yeah. So anything else of figure skating? I think the conservation momentum is probably the most. Yeah. One that stands out the most, isn't it? The way that they, they carry that speed through into a jump, then out the other side, and also yeah, spinning. Spinning. Yeah. So we we cover this advanced higher. You look at moment of inertia, and moment of inertia is essentially the resistance to any sort of change in acceleration. So for example, the, the famous one in ice skating, you always see them, they start off rotating with their arms out, like a yeah. crucifix position. Slower. Yep, slow, because by increasing the, the radius of the curve, the, the yeah. turn, the curve, they increase their inertia so they don't move very fast yeah. around the way, bring their arms in, and then they spin, spin really, really fast. fast. And then of course they can control that and come out of it. That's why at the end of a spin, they always put their arms out and it looks all glamorous and posy, but it's not, it's purely to control the and, and I guess we could, there is a biology bit here, human biology bit here in stopping yourself being dizzy, because that would make you very, very dizzy going Absolutely. around. Absolutely. I think what the, I think <clears throat> the, uh, the trick that they use in gymnastics or dancing yeah. is they kind of, they always look at one point the on spot. the far side, yeah, the spot, and then they rotate their head really quick and then just bring it back, but 
I don't know how they do it. Speeds. <laughs> you are spinning. <laughs> yeah. So the, the fluid inside your ear is spinning. I yeah. don't know how you just stop it fixing on a wall. I mean, when the kids were small, I remember playing at the play park and going on one the, just to see what it would feel like. And yeah. if you put yourself out, you really slow down. But the speed increase when you put yourself closer to the, the centre of rotation is huge. Yeah. You just, it's, don't have it. <laughs> a good one is actually if you're ever you know those little kind of pole mint flume yes the donuts yeah the donuts that's what I'm looking for uh, you can try it on them and put your arms out and then back in in the water in the yeah, water and it works just as well yeah or sledging perhaps take a donut sledging. sledging go for it you know you can actually do that I think in uh, Tillacoutry and they oh, have yeah. a, a, a kind of dry ski slope. You can you you do, do it here. Yeah. Do it yeah. at Pullman, yeah. Well, there we go. Just Didn't the one at Pullman, they've got uh, the artificial ski slope and you can uh, hire the donuts for a bit and go down. It's yeah. good fun. That yeah. is good fun. I've done it once or twice. You might get thrown out for, do- <laughs> for rotational sledging. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so I think that's the ice bits all like covered as, as much as we can. Yeah. Although, what are the ice skates made of? What's the, what's the metal underneath? Oh, oh, they're polished. I'm, sure it's, so I'm sure it's that steel, but... So some of them, so... The only experience I can part here is mine. Right. So I have two types of blades for mine. I've got the basic one, which I prefer, actually, which is stainless steel. Yeah. So that would be iron with a mixture of carbon in it. Yeah, yeah. just an alloy. And then I've got my really quick ones, which I actually don't like because they're so blooming grippy. They're black and it looks as though they've just been painted, but there's actually they're carbon fibre at the really? sides. They're, they're carbon treated uh, at the so sides. So there's a layer of carbon around the outside? Yeah. Right. So when you sharpen them, you can see, like if you look at the end cross section, you can see the reflective metal where it's just your normal blade. Yeah. But they do, they are treated with some sort of carbon compound at the sides. So why is it? makes them very, very sharp and they dig into the ice so much more. Better than metal? Yeah. Wow. I have okay. no idea why, but all I just remember, I remember the first time I went out in them, I could hardly, I didn't have anywhere near the control that I had Ooh. before, because they just, it's it's weird because you would think with more grip you have more control, Yeah. Without, you, once you learn how to manipulate the ice and shave the yeah. ice to stop and things, you get used to that feeling, Yeah. and then you count on it, you rely on that feeling, so when you stop and you change, you, you, you rotate your feet round to skid off the ice and slow down you expect that right. and you do that on these carbon blades and it just doesn't happen you just turn so so we should be looking for the black blades on the ice hockey players yeah. yeah so certain certain players prefer them because they're just so blooming powerful yeah. they need as much uh, grip as they can because ultimately that grip mm. means more friction yeah quicker to stop but I, I i prefer mine to be a little bit more slippery yeah. i wonder what it is yeah. I mean, it could be like a you know a frying pan material like Teflon or something, but I wouldn't imagine it's. I'm not sure. That's right. less less grippy, isn't they're it? Just it's called, slippier. So CCM are mine, and right. they're just called they're just the stainless steel blades. But then there's the SB Black they're called, yeah. and it's or SB Carbon, and they're yeah they're just so grippy. Yeah. But that's only in the outside. <coughs> so one thing that comes through is there's obviously a lot of physics, and and sportsmen and women have a. A natural grasp, I think, of motion uh, and con- conservation momentum, but the the actual material science in this is huge as well, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, I mean, s- swimming now has actually tried to take a step back. Yeah. Because in the nineties and things like that, uh, it was just trunks, and then they went to the shorts, yeah, and the trousers, 
then you had the full, full, the full suits, which were yeah, shark, fucking seconds uh, of time. Shark, shark yeah. fin or something, yeah. shark skins. They've now banned them yeah. because they're just so quick. It's very interesting. You, you watch underneath the water and you can see the little bubbles of air yeah. that, you know, they just don't absorb the water. So they go through yeah. so much quicker. A bit more buoyancy. Yeah. And they just, they had to take a step back and say, that's actually too advanced. <laughs> they're destroying all the world records. So they're now banned, these uh. suits. Well, well, we'll move on to the um, skiing, the snow, snow yeah. sports. So from the ice to the snow. So another type of water. So we've got frozen water for uh, ice, and then we've still got frozen water, but in the form of snow. So uh, crystalline, uh, more aerated mm-hmm. water. Um, and the skiing events. So there's quite a few. We've got the cross-country skiing, Alpine skiing, freestyle skiing, yep. moguls, <laughs> downhill, aerials, you and, know and ski jumping. Yeah. Um, plus Nordic combined with the shooting. shooting. Yeah. And no, biathlon is with the shooting. Uh, the oh, combined. Yeah, Nordic, is that like cross country? Yeah, Nordic stuff? combined is cross country uh, with ski jump. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Holy moly. Imagine Separate trying to combine those two. <laughs> Separate days. I don't think they're like skiing around the forest and then there's a big jump. And just launch. launch. <laughs> Crazy. Can you imagine trying to launch? Because the blade, those skis are really thin, aren't they? Yeah. So that, maybe that's a good place to start. Skis. Yeah. So skis, um, we've got the, if you're going fast, you've got narrow skis, like yeah. the cross country. Less friction. Less friction. And you're not changing direction, so your heel comes off. Yeah. But they are quite interesting in that they, they, they're designed to go in one direction but not back the way. So there's a bit of grip going back the way. Either wax or fur, isn't it, normally? I think, yeah, they do. I think you can quote them. Yeah. I think. Probably not for the races. The races are probably just slippy all over. Yeah. One thing that I, I, I sh- we should have mentioned, actually, with the, the skating part, but it's probably still applicable to skiing, is that when they move across the ice, because of the weight downwards on the ice, yeah. they actually melt the ice a little yeah. bit. And so by melting the ice, you introduce a very fine layer of water. Yeah. And that's why ice is so slippery, because your weight compresses the, the ice, melts it a little bit, you skate across, then the pressure decreases because you're not on the ice anymore, so it instantly freezes. freezes. So you're not actually skating on ice, you're skating on a very, yeah. very thin film of water on the ice. We, and it's kind of applicable to skiing as well because you're still pushing down on the ice and Which is kind of counterintuitive because if you squash something, usually you should form from a liquid, you should go to a solid. solid. But from the weird property of hydrogen bonding in water, you get the reverse effect, which is why ice is less dense than water. That's why ice floats. That's right, because it, the, it kind of expands a little bit, doesn't it? The, yeah, yeah like we lose the hydrogen bonding effect so much when it freezes. Yeah. Uh, whereas when it's in motion, you've got more hydrogen bonding and it becomes more dense. Actually, stronger forces in water than you have in ice, yeah. which is weird. That is weird. It is weird. Is it just hydrogen bonding? Um, yeah. yeah. Study chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not not water and hydrogen bonding. God, it's a minefield. Um, okay, so then we go on to let's go from the cross country to the uh, alpine, the downhill skiing. Yeah. So the, the skis are wider. They still want to go fast. They just need a bit more grip and control. B- a bit more control in the corners because they go so fast. So fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually different. So in skating, whenever you turn, the pressure is always applied to the inside leg. So if I want to turn right then right. most of my weight is on my right leg to dig into the ice and my left is almost for like a bit of counterbalance really? to turn right. But when you ski, 
you pr apply the pressure to your outside, outside leg. leg. Yeah. So All it's right. very, it's, it's opposite. It's like you, some people might transition very easily, but I mean, I can skate, but I cannot ski. I wonder what it is. You know, it's just the balance. Yeah. And that's the other thing, because skis are so long, you actually, it's relatively easy. It's very easy to balance in that kind of forwards, backwards plane. Yeah. But uh, obviously in hockey skates, because they're curved, yes. they're actually the most difficult ones to learn on. So that, that I, I'm not used to being able to lean over so much <laughs> and still be upright. Yeah. And the skis will bend and flex on the corners to like, take them apart. Yeah. 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 And obviously we've got an aerodynamic uh, factor there. So skin tight suits to carve through the air, maybe helmets and... Yeah. They're holding the skis behind you. In fact, they don't really use the ski poles very much, do they? Not really. Again, it's just for balance. Yeah. Um, kind of the, the way you'd see a tightrope walker yeah. hold the big pole when they're walking across the wire. It's yeah. almost just for counterbalance. Also, in the events where they have to go through the flags, and they usually cut it so fine that they hit off. Yes, the, these the are the protection there. Yeah, so they use the sticks to hit yeah. them rather than the, the their forearms, which I, I would imagine would Take hurt the, at that the, speed. A bit of a battering. Yeah. Um, and then, well, ski jump might be more, got more in ski jump. Simple, but not easy. Yeah, it seems that the timing is quite something, isn't it? Yeah. So you're down a very steep slope, and then you're not landing flat, you're landing on the downhill. Yeah. Otherwise, it might be impossible to do, I think. And very painful to make. Yeah. Like, if you, if you make a mistake when you're landing on a downhill, at least you've got that component of the downhill path. conservation momentum and you keep going rather yeah. than absorbing all the impact and just hitting straight down yeah right. so you can in theory lose a bit of control in the air but not die on landing whereas if it was straight down then that would be a nice. so they big wide flat skis yeah because they're not designed to turn in fact they're designed to do the opposite yeah. they're designed to just keep you in a straight line and they've got the slight paradox in that they want to go fast down the slope yet they want maximum air resistance when they're in the air to keep them up. Yeah, so quite... they, act, they kind of act like wings. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you've got the, the, the suits aren't quite skin tight, are they? No, they're almost, they look yeah. a lot thicker. A lot thicker. Uh, kind of foam yeah. padded. So there's probably the protection there as well, but also yeah. air resistance. So I, I kind of, I think I read something that they have, they used to have the skis in front of them, so the skis were right up in front of their body, but then, yeah. I can't remember which year, but they split to a kind of V that we traditionally see at the moment. Yeah. The skis are out on the side and their arms are out on the it's side. It's very, very cool, especially when you watch it in slow motion, you see <laughs> them just pushing off the lip and then they just can fly. Yeah, well, fly. they're not flying, technically, they're just falling. Falling. <laughs> the style as Buzz Lightyear would say. But it's, it's that control of falling, yes. you know, because you can still glide so much across the way for every foot down, you know. Yeah, Doug, uh, worth the mention for Douglas Adams at this point, that the secret of, uh, the secret of flying is to throw yourself at the floor and miss. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try it, please. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so we've uh, done the skiing uh, bit. Uh, snowboarding is it that is that even a wider board isn't it and yeah of course, there's only one of them obviously yeah. only, they have the one so essentially all of the manipulation through the air they just have that one surface ah. uh, and both their feet are locked in to the board yeah. so they presume I mean I'm not a snowboarder by any means but I'd imagine that that's quite restrictive feeling yeah I think I mean snowboarding is <coughs> snowboarding for Ben it's quite 
it's a good feeling of um, carving your way down the slope. Yeah. But yeah, when you when you're kind of freestyling, the feet are uh, perpendicular to the direction of travel. But yes. on the uh, the slalom, they're more angled towards the front. Yeah. So you've got that turning motion, and you're facing the front, and I guess again less air resistance. And of course, you can turn. You, so snowboards are kind of angled up at both ends. Yeah. So even if you're off balance, you have to turn 180 degrees you, or pi radians <laughs> or any of the same. Uh, you can you can just you can move just as easily facing the right or facing to the right as yeah. you're facing to the left. Um, okay, uh, we've got well, we're, we're finally got the Nordic combined in the biathlon, so we've really got the shooting. Um, so cross country skiing, we've kind of chatted about briefly, uh, and then the shooting, which is it's the endurance of that sport. That yeah, it's, it's a combination of you're pushing your body to the absolute limit, and yet you still have to maintain technique, yeah, so that you don't waste energy, and then you arrive at this shooting range with your heartbeat at yeah. you know, 180 beats per minute and then you've got to shoot a target that's maybe the size of a, a coaster yeah. at so many metres away I've, I've heard that they, they try and time it so they're shooting in between heartbeats yeah, I've heard that as well which, a, when you think about, three beats a long. second yeah, that's <laughs> not just, a lot of time is it like, so, or do they time it with a breathing or something yeah, so you, you, you always you pull the trigger on the exhale because that, that's a more predictable yeah. movement because you don't actually so a little biology fact here you don't need any energy at all to breathe out so when you breathe in all the energy is yeah. used to essentially push your diaphragm whereas on and, and to put it under tension but when you breathe out you're just basically just relaxing. relax and there's no energy needed whatsoever so it's much more controlled when you yeah. breathe out than breathing in yeah yeah I mean of course you can use energy if you want to contract your Diaphragm, because I suppose oh, yeah. sneezing or coughing or something, you're going to use that, but you don't have to use any energy. Yeah, and just relax just, back to down. just breathe out. Is, yeah, yeah, just squeezing your lungs basically. That's it. Oh, interesting. It's not, it's not a sport that I would. I don't even know how I'd get into that. <laughs> no, there was a, just become Norwegian. <laughs> well, do you know there was a there was a Scottish guy many many years ago, and from a young age that was what he did, and he actually moved to Norway. Oh yeah, that's right. His, I think of other He might be on Twitter somewhere, or uh, yeah. Need to get his name. He basically trains there all the time, so yeah. he can get up to the to that standard. Um, well, we, we, we've covered most of the sports. I think we've probably missed loads out. Um, but the last thing is um, the weather, which is linked to science. We, I mean, we predict the weather, but the Winter Olympics is. Uh, dependent on Subject snow. To. I mean, look at the, the the Winter Olympics in 2006. They were in Turin, in Italy. <laughs> Not exactly somewhere that you'd expect. All right. <laughs> I better get the hat and gloves on. You know? um, so, the, the, obviously, the ice sports are okay. If you're indoor in, in a rink, yep. that's okay because it's controlled. But outside, you're dependent on snow. Absolutely. So, really, they're, they're, wind, if there's not wind. enough snow, they're looking at snow machines, which is not the most environmentally friendly. I think Sochi was the the last one in Russia. Yes, 2014. And so that was the la- that was actually the first, I think we talked about this the other day, that was the first Olympics, or first Winter Olympics, to have women compete in the ski jump. Uh-huh. Before that, it was male only. Uh-huh. So uh, Sochi was a kind of pioneering right. uh, event in that way. Yeah, so the, the, kind of the snow machines aren't exactly environmentally friendly, but uh, if you've got no snow, 
What else? Do you draw the line and say, well, we're not having the Olympics? Or? Well, this is it. I mean, you can't at that level, you can't compete on yeah. uh, dry ski slopes, can you? And I think the snow from snow machines is slightly different. It's, it's uh, more pellets than crystals, I think. Oh, okay. it's not, doesn't, it isn't quite the same. Um, basically, water blown out a cannon and freezes in the air. Um, but also, I think there was, uh, you can't have too much snow. I think 1964, too little snow, <laughs> and uh, 1998 uh, was freezing rain. <laughs> so that is I have experienced that once, and I hope to never experience it again. I experienced that when I was driving, freezing Oof. rain. You ever had that? No. no. So freezing, it's exactly what it sounds like. So it's when the, when the temperature is so low and surfaces become so cold that water droplets that don't have any dust or anything, nothing to freeze onto, they just fall as rain, land on the surface of your car, instantly freeze. Jeez. I remember driving along, this was in, uh, in Ottawa, and driving along the road on the motorway, I may add, and lands on the, it, it is terrifying. So did you stop, or did you just crank the heating up in the car, you, or you electric can. windows? So you, you do put the heating up to try, yeah. but, I mean, you can't keep up with the levels Oof. of rain. So it just literally freezes on And how long does that last, that... Uh, it depends, I suppose, on the conditions. It does depend, I think. So where I was working at the time, it was maybe about 20-ish minutes drive. Right. But, I mean, one minute is still one minute longer than you want to. Yeah. You know, especially at that speed as well, because and you also know that everybody behind you is driving quick. Right. And you can, I mean, you can see kind of outlines and shots. No. <laughs> but it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Well, the, the Winter Olympics has kicked off today with curling, I think. It has. Curling yeah. is That's on with the, the granite from uh, Elsa Craig on the west coast of Scotland, mostly. I think that's been cut and flown in, especially for the Olympics. Um, so, thank you for listening. Thank and you. Thanks for having me. We'll uh, start next week on something else. Absolutely. All right.